going to pick up in Matthew chapter 13, verses 40 through 42. I'm reading for the NIV version. And we have screens all over the house. So just read with this if you don't have a Bible. So it says this, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. So not only was Peter, you know, brought to Jesus by Andrew, but Peter is actually Andrew's brother. The reason it says Simon Peter is because when Jesus encountered Simon, Jesus changed his name to Peter. Does that make sense? I'm going to say that again. When Jesus encountered Simon, he changed his name to Peter. Not everybody calls him Peter. I don't know about you, but God has another name for you. Whatever people label you, whatever people call you, whatever people just throw on you, man, when you come to Jesus, he has a new name for you. You can make a little bit of noise tonight if you believe that God has something for you. Come on, you can do a little bit better than that tonight. It is a Friday night. Come on. Tonight's way better if we're doing this together. I didn't mean to rhyme. Somebody signed me. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard John's testimony and followed Jesus. He first found his brother, Simon, a.k.a. Peter, and he told him, we have found the Messiah. So he, Andrew walks up to his brother, Simon. He goes, yo, we found the Messiah. We found him. And we continue reading in verse 42. Andrew brought him to Jesus, who looked at him and said, so Jesus looks at Simon, he says, you are Simon, son of John, you will be called Cephas, which actually means Peter. We're going to pray over these, next, over these next couple of moments. I want you to just bow your heads, close your eyes, just in reverence to God's presence. Come on, to God, tonight, man, we're just in here, and then some of us just stumbled in these walls, some of us just was invited, and some of us was just you know, welcomed into this place. But Lord, God, we don't believe anyone's here on accident. We believe you want to do something tonight in our lives. God, may we respond to your word tonight. May we yes and amen to everything you have to say to us. God, we open up our ears to hear you. God, if there's any walls up that any of us had against the church, against your spirit, against your house, God, we pray those walls are broken down in the name of Jesus. God, we, we believe that tonight people will say yes to you and their eternity will forever change. Come on, we believe that. And everybody says, come on, and everybody says, can you make a little bit of noise one more time in this house? Awesome. Thank you. Can y'all make some noise for Alan? He's so cute. He's taken. Watch out. Shout out, Carla. Shout out to godly relationships. Come on, somebody. Andrew found what he was looking for. I'm going to say that again. Andrew found what he was looking for. Have you ever not found something you've been looking for? I was at Lowe's. I don't know about you, but this place, does it feel better? Does it feel better in here? It feels cooler than last week? Man, we've been working on this place so, so, so long. Uh, long nights, early mornings, right? Um, like, I get home and I got so much dust in my nose. I got like, you know. I'm just venting, y'all, sorry. Um, so, man, I've been in Lowe's. I've been living at Lowe's. Like, there's one right here, and I've just been driving back and forth. And um, there was one time I was like, yo, I'm tired of going for, like, one-in-one -one trips. I'm just going to make a huge list, and I'm going to go out there, and we're going to figure it all out. Um, so I remember I go to Lowe's, right? I'm so excited. I got my list, you know what I mean? And I'm looking for something, and all of a sudden, 
they have like these help buttons that you press. I don't know if you've seen them before. You press and you wait. And then somebody comes and they help you with what you're looking for. So I'm looking for a specific screw, right? So I go to the screw section. That's where your X's are at, screw section. That was a joke. All right, so. Some of y'all still getting it. All right, screw you, that's where it comes from. Okay, so I'm in the screw section, I'm like looking for a screw. And I'm, and I'm like, I press the button, and I'm like, hey, I need drywall screws. And they're like, oh, that's right there. So they get me, and I'm like, awesome. And this is really nice guy, he's like kind of old, but this dude knows all of Lowe's, like, it's great, he's a brain, right? And like, if you ever go there, you're like, hey, where's this? You're like, I'll 14. Hey, where's this? I'll two. You know what I mean? Like, they got the whole store just mapped out. So, so like, I press the button, I get the screw, I'm like, awesome, okay, next, extension cords. So I go all the way to aisle 14, like, I walk across, and it's just, um, what did it say? It said, like, gear and, like, elect electrical, whatever. So I find it, and I'm like, okay, guys, I don't, I don't know which one to get. It's like 20 amp, you know, just conduits, and I'm preaching to some of y'all right now who deal with electric. All the girls are like, what's going on? Um, so there's a bunch of like conduits, and I'm like, I gotta pick the right one. So I press the button again, and the dude shows up again. But this time, I'm on the other side of the place, so I know he walked the whole way just to get to me. And I'm like, dude, what's up? How you doing again? Yeah, dude, good. I just need, you know, I need a little bit of help in this. He goes, it's right there, bro, just grab it. I'm like, thank you, you know what I mean? Thank you. <laughs> I'm not a handy person, it's not me, I'm sorry. Um, so then I, I'm looking for something else. I go to the whole other side again. I'm a bad person. I press the button. You know? Dude shows up one more time. He's like, oh, God, are you kidding me, bro? I'm like, bro, I'm sorry, man. I'm just looking for something. And uh, what's awesome is this. Like, I put it together in my mind. If he just had stuck with me the whole way, I would have gotten everything that I needed because he knew everything I needed. If I just stuck with him the whole way. Listen. Andrew found what he was looking for. My question to you is this. Let's throw it up. What are you looking for that Jesus already has for you? What are you looking for that Jesus already has for you? Some of us would come to Jesus to be our Savior, and we think that's all he could be. But he's like, no, 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 you depressed? I got you with that too. We go to Jesus, we're like, God, I need a friend right now. He's like, no, no, no. And I love what Kevin said earlier. Man, I could be your daddy too. Come on. I can lead you. I can love you like a father. What are you looking for that Jesus already has for you? Andrew sees Jesus, sees his brother, and says, yo, I found what I need. Now you need to go find what I know I need. Come on, I don't know what it is that we have as people. We just, we're always needing something. Amen? And just let that question resonate. What are you looking for that Jesus already has for you? Because here's the thing, Jesus... I believe this. He can be anything that you need him to be. Do you guys believe that tonight? Come on, if you need patience, y'all, he can be your patience. If you need hope for your life, if you need hope for a future, he can be that for you. Do you believe that tonight? Come on, if you need strength, like you feel like you've been tired and you're looking for a place of rest, come on, God can be your strength. Do you believe that tonight? Come on, that's like three people. You believe that in this place tonight? If you're looking for real love, you're searching in all the wrong places, relationship to relationship, party to party. I don't know about you, but Jesus has the love that nobody can match. Do you believe that he can be your love tonight? Some of y'all looking for acceptance from people. And if people, 
is what gives you your acceptance. You always come back to them for more. But listen, God accepts us in a way that we can never understand. That when people look at you and say, wait, this is wrong with you. That's wrong with you. You don't look a certain type of way. No, no, no. God accepts me right where I am at. Come on, if you ever needed something from God, he can be everything you need him to be. And we believe that. But here's the thing. The church nowadays is doing a lot of believing and is not doing a lot of working. The Christian today believes a lot, but when it comes down to walking the walk, you know, we can talk the talk. Jesus, I love, everybody's Christian. I saw an interview the other day, some, some dude, he's like, yeah, I'm Christian. I'm like, what? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not judging you or anything, but when you're like, you know, you know, your Instagram, bro. They're like, that don't look like a person that loves Jesus. See, everyone loves Jesus and everyone believes, but when it comes to the part of actually following through with it, a lot of us fall through the cracks. And, and this is what's crazy. The Bible says that the way to heaven, it's not this big open road. The Bible says that the way to heaven is, is a thin and it's a narrow street that few will find. The road to eternal life in Jesus is a thin and narrow road, but the road to destruction is big and wide, and many will find it. So I, I think that comes when we become people that just believe, and we don't work out what we believe. I think that happens when all of us, we come up, we get to this point where we're just believing and talking and talking. When it comes to actually living through that, it doesn't follow up. Amen. We believe, but we don't follow. James 2.17 says this. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. I'm going to say it again. Faith by itself is not enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. When you're doing all this talking and you're not doing none of the walking, your faith is no use to God. Listen, he doesn't want you to just talk about him. He wants you to look like him. He doesn't want you to just come to church. He wants you to walk out these doors and be the church. A lot of it is not only just faith, y'all. It's faith and it's works. It's faith and it's works. When it's all works and it's not faith, that's called religion. When you're working for God's grace. No, no, no. You've been given grace. You've been given a new tomorrow. And that builds our faith up. So we have to do this thing outside of these walls. When you put your faith into work, Jesus shining through you. When you put your faith into work, come on, Jesus is shining through you. Man, I heard this once, and I was just, like, blown away. It's like these two atheists, and, um, and they both, they're both friends, so they both, you know, they, there's no God. They, they come to that agreement. Agreement? They come to that agreement that there's no God. And what's awesome is that one of them, um, he got invited to a Christian conference. I don't know about you, but, like, a person who doesn't believe in God getting invited to a Christian conference is like someone who believes in God and get invited to like a Satan concert, right? Like it just doesn't match. And you're like, well, I can't go there. So one of the atheists is invited to the, uh, the Christian conference and he tells his friend, the other atheist, so you got two atheists, one is going to the event and one's not going to the event. And this blew my mind. When they were talking about it, he goes, hey, bro, so... Dude, you know, you invited me to this place, right? I, I, I Googled it. I YouTubed it. Saw the promotion. At the end, they show some church and, like, the speaker, and he loves God. And, like, dude, like, we know there's no God. Why would you go to a place 
that they serve a God that you know doesn't exist. Like, why would you do that? And the guy looks at him. He goes, look, I don't believe in God. You don't believe in God. But the guy who's going to speak tonight, he believes in God. So I'm going to just invite you. Let's go through it. Come on, let's just see what's going on. Come on, when I say this, when you put your faith into work, Jesus is shining through you. I believe when you say yes to Jesus, people furthest away from him will see you and say, man, I don't know. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in this heaven and hell thing. I don't believe in all that stuff. But, man, she has so much passion for Jesus. I'm going to go to that church. I'm going to check it out. Because, man, I am convinced by how they receive Jesus. I am convinced by how much they love Jesus. I'm going to show up to this place. I'm going to come. I may not lift my hands. I may not stop my but I'm going to be in the room tonight because you love Jesus. I want to see what it is that's going on. Come on, that's not everybody yelling in this place. Come on, somebody. When you're living for Jesus, not just talking, but walking, Jesus begins to shine through you. And people who are so far from God become a little bit more susceptible to his word. A little bit more just... What's going on over there? That's why I believe, man, you may not be preaching in your classroom, but because you walked in, heaven walks in with you. You may not be preaching in the workplace, but because you walked in and it's 9 a.m. and you're wiping the sleep out of your eyes, because you walked in, come on, people can receive salvation. Healing can happen right there and then just because the God of heaven is in your heart and he's walking with you. When you put your faith into work, Jesus shines through you. Matthew 10, we're going to keep reading. Verse 41, he first found his brother Simon. He told him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated as Christ. Verse 42, Andrew brought him to Jesus. I want you to read that together. Andrew, one more time, come on, Andrew, Andrew brought him to to Jesus. He found what he was looking for, which was everything he really needed. Then he sees his brother who doesn't have Jesus, and what does he do? He brings his brother to Jesus. It's Beatrice and Jean in the house. Can y'all invite up Beatrice and Jean to the house? Come on, B, come on. Can y'all make some noise for Beatrice? Come on, you can do better than that. Beatrice, make some noise. I want you to stand right here. Gene, you're in the house. Come on, Gene. Can y'all make some noise for Gene? Crazy. All right, I want you to stand right next to her. And um, I love you, Gene. I just want to say that publicly. I'm about to start crying, dog. We have so many conversations outside of church. Man, that's how you're supposed to do life. Do it outside of church. It's so cool. All right, so um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just interview y'all for a little bit, ask y'all some questions, all right? Um, can y'all make some noise for them? They look a little nervous. Come on, Jean and, and B. All right, uh, so what's your name? Beatrice. Say hi, Beatrice. Hi. How old are you? 20. Uh, how long would you say you've been coming to uh, youth on Friday nights? Uh, six to seven months. Six to seven months. Anybody six to seven months in here, around here? Four people, we love you. All right, uh, what's your name? Jean. Gene. All right, Gene. Uh, how old are you, Gene? I'm trying to figure it out. Oh, 19. He's 19. Anybody 19 in here? 19. Um, dude, how long have you been coming to youth? Eight, nine months. Eight, nine months. Eight, nine months. God's about to birth something new in this man right now. Come on. 
All right, all right, check this out. So, so there's a reason why I brought him up here. Um, usually, before after service, there's a bunch of people, right? There's so many people in here. Uh, I just start talking to people, and I'm like, hey, so, you know, who invited you tonight? Hello. Gene? Awesome. Gene's awesome. Awesome. Nice to meet you. Welcome home. And I'll go to somebody, hey, who brought you? B? Beatrice? Oh, that's, that's, that's dope. What up? Yeah, that's dope. Go to somebody, hey, who invited you? Gene? I'm like, all right. Nice to meet you. Hey, who invited you? B? I'm like, all right. I can just go up to people, hey, Gene invited you, didn't he? All right. No, it was Carl. All right. Sorry. My bad. My bad. As I got to know people, because church isn't about just coming. Church is about, you know, fellowship with one another. I believe there's levels of spirituality you cannot reach on your own. You need somebody to walk this thing with you. Um, so, like, I, I was just thinking as I was preparing for the sermon, man, we want to be people that are always bringing people to church. And, you know, because we found something awesome, we want to show something awesome to the world. Um, I texted them today, and I'm like, hey, I want you to guys give me a count of how many people y'all brought in the nine months you've been here, and in the six to seven months you've been here. Um, and automatically, they just start sending names, names, names. All right, guys, just give me a number, all right? I just need a number. Um, so I'm going to ask B how many people, and then if it's a lot to you, you can make some noise, all right? And I'm asking the same thing. Okay, so B, since you've been here for six to seven months, how many people have you brought to use on a Friday night? 28. 28 people. 28, that's like... That's like both these sections right here. That's like both. Have you been impacted by her? Can you make some noise in this house tonight? Awesome. Gene, since you've been here for nine months, how many people have you brought to church on a Friday night? 32. 32 people. You guys can get off. Can somebody do me quick math? What is 28 and 32? 30. Two and 28. 60 people have come on a Friday night. 60 people have come to a place of hope, to a place of transformation. 60 people have come to a place where God has introduced him to them. 60 people. Because two people said, I found something, and I'm going to start doing something. 60 people, that's 60 families. They're going to say, man, I didn't accept Jesus that one night, but I felt something different at a place called the Hope Center. It might not happen now, but what they're doing is they're just throwing seeds, right? You know, and, and the rain will come and the sunshine will come. That's God. All you're in charge of is throwing seeds, right? The rain, the, the heat, that's God. The oxygen. But what, you, what you're doing sometimes, you're just throwing seeds. And you just never know when. 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, one of those 60s is going to be like, yo, I'm empty. And some short little dude who looked Mexican was talking about how Jesus can fill me up. Where is, where is there a church around here? Can I find that place? Man, I'm feeling depressed. You guys are still on that. I'm off it. I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling hopeless. But I remember two months ago when Gene invited me to this place and some girls up here rocking their hair out, talking about, Jesus, you are my only Savior. I need to get back to that place. 60 people, because two said, God, I'm, I'm not going to just talk about this, but I'm going to walk you through. And in those 60, 
We've had some student leaders. Some people say yes to God and then say, God, what do you want to do in my life? My life is open to you, God. I want to start serving. I want to start leading. God, I want to get plugged into this church. Because two people said yes, and they didn't just take their faith and their belief, but they matched it with some works and some deeds. And God is doing something amazing in this church. And I know there's a bunch of people here that are inviting people. But it just came out to my mind then. But probably not 30. Like, that's really a lot. Um, don't stop. Don't stop. Pop that. All right. That's awesome. That's so sick. 60 people. Did I get just a little vocal there? Sorry. 60 people um, just said, God, I love you. And you know what? I'm going to talk about a quick story once. Um, so, like, I don't know about you, but you're probably looking like, man, do they do church here every week? We do it here on Fridays. But Sundays, we're at Osceola High School. Um, but here's the tricky part, that we do church over there with all this same equipment. So there's a team. I'm a part of that team. We tear everything down. We drive over there, and we break everything back up, and we build it up, a church, every single Sunday for a year and six months straight. Me and a couple, like, ten young people. We're going to about 5 a.m. on Sundays. That's crazy. I know it is. But, man, we've seen over 400 people say yes to Jesus. So you ask me, and I'm going to say it's worth it. That's why I do it, because I have a say in somebody's eternity with God. I, I had a part of that, and I'm going to do that. And if, I, if you have a gift in here, and you're not giving it to the church, and you're giving it to the world, and you're doing it for yourself, and you're doing it for your personal brand, listen, God wants you to bring your gifts into the house, and he wants you to have a say in somebody's forever, but that's another sermon. So Sunday, we're here, and um, I literally remember this. We were a couple weeks ago, so like before we come, we need to like juice up on coffee, right? We just juice it up. We, we get it injected straight to our veins. Um, so we go to Dunkin' Donuts, and we're all, like, a little bit tired, but we're good, right? So it's like, you know, 10 young men that love Jesus. It's 5 in the morning. We walk into Dunkin', and um, this girl at the back of the cash register, and some of, my, some of them are here. They're my witnesses. She goes, oh, hey. And we're, like, we're just walking there, like. The dudes around me, they dress really nice. So they, that's why she was like, oh, what's going on? They rapping or something? So she's just walking in, and she's like, oh, hey, right? Oh, hey. And we're just, like, walking in Dunkin' Donuts. It's, like, 5 a.m. Like, I still got stuff in my eyes. I'm like, what's going on? And then I'm like, can I get a small cup? She's like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, can I get a small? Hold up. She goes, what are you guys on? And I was like, I look at them, look at me, like, we just chilling, you know? He goes, no, no, no. What are you on, though? Like, what y'all on? And we're like, no one answered. We're like, we're, we're awake, you know? Like, we're about to be on to some coffee. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, oh, you won't say it? It's cool. I want what y'all on. Whatever y'all on, I want. I want. And we're just like, okay. <laughs> Gonna get a small hot coffee, two and two. Um, so then that happened. But then her manager, who sees us, she's, open, she's always opening on Sunday mornings. She sees, she goes, oh, no, they're from the church. She goes, oh, y'all from the church? Can you pray for me? <laughs> There's so much going on. I'm like, oh, yeah, now he wants some prayer, right? He's just asking for some drugs, and now he wants some Jesus, all right? She goes, oh, y'all from the church? Can y'all pray for me? And then the manager's like, girl, you can't be talking to him like that. All this is going on. It's like 10 young people, like, tired as heck, like, bro, just want some coffee. This is usually so much quicker, you know? Is the manager goes back, and the manager's looking at everyone, and then she goes, literally she goes, no, 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 they're from the church. And she goes, 
And you know what? I used to go to church. And then that's when, like, you switch from, like, tired and, like, all by myself, you know, all of us so selfish people, right? Just, we just wanted to drink something in the morning. And then, and then she starts talking, but you know when someone switches the mood, right? And she switches it. She goes, speaking about church, I used to be part of a church on, like, 192, whatever. And she goes, you know, but me and my wife, we left. But she's a girl. I'm like, okay, she, so she's married. But, you know, that's against what I believe. But, listen, I love you. And I didn't tell her I didn't believe in that. I smiled bigger. And I was like, man, God's going to do something amazing in your life. I can't wait for what God's going to do in your life. So now I'm in it, right? Like, now, okay, you, you're not perfect. Welcome to the club, all right? So I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Awesome, yeah. So we're all just there. And I'm, like, leading the pack. And they're like, yeah, you know, it's for my coffee. I'm like, so, yeah, so what's awesome? Like, what, what church was awesome? Church 192. I helped the pastor start the church. And then I started doing something else. And haven't been in church in this long, and she goes, but can y'all just pray for me? And right there, we just, uh, to my best memory, I was, I was just like 5 a.m., y'all. So we like reach, we do a quick prayer, and then we finish, and she looks at the scenes, hey, amen, y'all, when y'all come next Sunday, I got a, how many boxes you want? How many boxes? You know what I mean? How many boxes? And we was like, I'll take one. She's like, you want two? I'll, I'll take two. <laughs> All right, we got, a, we got a huge team at church waiting for us, you know? We're just going to all double up on the way. Um, and what's amazing is that literally, I believe that when you are obedient to God, and I'm preaching now, I believe that when you're obedient to God, and I believe that when, when you're just aware of what God's doing in your surrounding, like preaching the gospel and inviting someone to church doesn't become that hard. And, and this is the point I want to I share real quick, that is, is this, sometimes you don't need to speak to speak. Sometimes you don't need to talk and yell Jesus through a megaphone for Jesus to actually walk with you and move and touch people all around you. Listen to me big tonight, y'all, because this is an Andrew night coming up next week. But man, what if we saw every Friday as Andrew night? What if we saw every single week as an opportunity to just be aware of our surroundings and say, God, just like Andrew, God, I know I found something good. I'm going to bring somebody to this place that I found hope at. And I know for a fact that I probably don't have the best communicating skills. My breath probably stinks. That's true. No judgment zone. There may be so much stuff wrong with me, but the one thing right with me is that God is in me. And I might not be the best person. I may not look the best. I may not be. But, man, if I'm walking to a situation and God of heaven is with me, I know something amazing can happen. Can you just rise up on your feet tonight? I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. And I don't know about you. Come on, keep your eyes up here. Keep your eyes up here. I don't know about you. Um, but, but sometimes, you know, we just have to be aware of what God can do through us. Amen. Come on, I'm going to say it again. We have to be aware what God can do through us. Somebody say amen. And sometimes we say, but God, God, wait, God, I, I want you to look at them though. Look at them. And, and this is crazy. Sometimes we skip people in the inviting process because of who they are. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes we skip over people in the inviting process and in the reaching process because of what they look like, because of what they've done. Listen, we used to talk about our house rules last week. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, you came in here, you belong here. No matter what you believe. Anybody agree with that tonight? 
So yeah, okay, God, but look at them, God, look at them, look at them. God is like, you should have seen yourself before I saved you. But God, I can't go in these circumstances. God, I, they know who I am. They know what I've done. Listen, that's your biggest testimony. Let's walk together and let's figure this out. God, look at them. And you might be saying, God, look at me. Look at me. The only thing Andrew was known for was just inviting people to church and inviting people to Jesus and bringing people to Jesus. I have a question tonight. Is it enough to simply be a follower of Jesus? Come on, let's throw it up. Is it enough to simply be a follower of Jesus? Is that enough for you? Like if you go for the next year and you probably don't do something amazing and you probably don't, you know, whatever the world sees as amazing, right? If none of that stuff happens, but you invited someone to church and they said yes to Jesus and now they're serving and living out their gifts in the church, do you see that as a win? Do you see that as an accomplishment? Is it enough to just serve Jesus? Yes, I believe that. But the thing is, is that the world's perspective on success seeps into ours. And the world says, listen, you love Jesus, but you're still broke. You love Jesus, but you're still single. You love Jesus, but you still look ugly. You still got those nasty clothes. You still dress like that. And, and Jesus wants to flip the script, y'all. He's gonna say, listen, the greatest of you is actually the least of you. And the least of you is actually the greatest of you. Literally, God says, yeah, you wanna be first, you gotta be last. You wanna be the king, you gotta start as the servant. And I'm gonna elevate you. The question is, is it enough to just go week by week, speaking to people about God so that he could do something in your life? And I wanna make a call real quick. I know there's some people in here, our friends, our family, who have never said yes to Jesus. And here's the thing, like, the only person who talked about heaven and hell the most in the Bible is Jesus. Why? Because he came to divide the world. He did not come to bring world peace. He didn't do that because, listen, when there's truth, there's a right and there's a wrong. So he didn't come. He says, literally, I came to split families up, people who believe in me, people who don't. I came to split cities up, people who believe in me and people who don't. What's crazy about that is, is that he's promoting something. And he's talking about something. And that is actually the salvation. That's saying yes to him so that your eternity will forever change. You know what the Bible says it is to be saved? The Bible says to be saved, all you have to do is say yes in your heart, believe it and confess it, and you have a seat in heaven. So if you're here tonight and you have never made that decision, I'm just asking everyone to just bow their heads and close their eyes from the front to the back. Bow your heads and close your eyes. God is as close as the air you breathe tonight. Come on, can you feel the presence of God on your skin right now? You feel that tug in your heart? Come on, throughout this whole moment, that is God tugging on you. That is God literally shaping your heart, saying, listen, I got a plan for you. Listen, I have something for you. If you're here tonight, you want to say yes to Jesus, just raise your hand at the count of three. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody's judging you. It's just you and God tonight. Come on, if that's you and you want Jesus, shoot your hand up at the count of three. One, two, three. If you want Jesus, come on, you want your eternity to turn around. Hands are going up all over this room. Come on, keep your hand up. One, two, three. Come on, keep your hand up. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Come on, eight people just said yes to Jesus. I want you to do me a favor. If you raise your hand, I want you to put your hand right back down. And I want everyone in this place to grab the hand of the person next to you. We're going to make a prayer, and we're going to pray together tonight. You know what the Bible says? If 
you want to be saved, just believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that I am Lord. So that's what we're going to do right now. Come on. From the front to the back, say Jesus. Come on, everybody in this room, say Jesus. I believe you are God. And Lord, I believe I'm a sinner. And I need a Savior, God. Lord, forgive me of my sins tonight. I know I'm not perfect. But God, you are perfect. I believe that your son Jesus is the Messiah. God, I believe that I have a seat in heaven. Will your Holy Spirit enter my heart tonight? And we all said, amen and amen. Make some noise for the eight people who's forever just changed. You can make a little bit more noise than that. Come on, eight people. Now's the moment. Man, if you're here tonight and you're saying, listen, I've been doing a lot of faith, but not a lot of works. I've been doing a lot of talk. I've been doing a little walk. If that's you tonight, and you're a believer, and you say, man, I need a little bit of a spark. If you said yes to Jesus, and tonight you're in the room saying, man, I need a little bit of a moment. I need a little bit of a spark. On the count of three, just shoot your hand up. Ready? One, two, three. If that's you, you need a spark tonight. If you're a believer in Jesus, and you're saying, I need a little bit of a spark. We got two over there, three over there, four, five, six. If you see someone with their hand up, can you reach out to them and grab them? Come on, all over this place. We're all holding each other right now. Do you see someone with a hand up? Can you find them? We're going to begin to worship. But come on, as we start to pray, I want you to pray with your brothers and pray with your sisters. And I don't know about you, but man, in the presence of God, I believe anything can happen. Come on, go ahead and pray for your brothers and your sisters. Come on, come on, let's do it. God, we pray for all the hands lifted up. God, we need a little bit of a push tonight. God, we need a little bit, God, of just a little bit more. Come on, open up your voice. Speak life, speak life. God, we pray for our brothers and sisters in need tonight. God, we lift them up, God, because you have so much in store for them. If they feel broken, God, you can fix them. If they feel out of it, God, you can set their path straight. Father, we believe in your presence, God. We believe in who you are. Do what only you can do. God, some of us have been growing dry. Some of us have been going further away from you than ever before. But God, spark something right now. Come on, spark something right now. Spark something right now. Spark it up, spark it up, spark it up. God, we believe in your word. We believe in your power. And God, we pray for our friends tonight. We just need a little bit of a push, a little bit more faith. And everyone says.